This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on gorgeous summer flowering zinnias and growing other flowers for cutting in your home garden. At the Nelson Farmers Market, the market is open Wednesdays and Saturdays whilst we're at level 2. With the arrival of spring, it's time to get planting, and Mighty Mushrooms and Pure Carnivores each have a great range of seedlings for your summer crops, such as lettuce, brassicas, herbs, tomatoes, pumpkins, and so much more. Well, we definitely seem to be getting a true spring so far. Whether you're in Marlborough, Golden Bay, Tasman, or Nelson, the weather has been rather changeable in the last couple of weeks, and the temperatures definitely have been all over the place. This week it's meant to get up to around about 19 degrees here and I'm not quite sure what it's going to do in the other districts but there definitely there was a, an, an upswing in the temperatures. Whereas last week we had one day where it felt like about 11 or 12. It really was quite cold. The wind was cold. <clears throat> what this can mean, particularly for early crops such as tomatoes and cucumbers, they really can struggle, even in, a, in something like a glass house or a tunnel house. I've got a cucumber in the, oh, sorry, I planted a Lebanese cucumber in a big planter bag and put it in our small glass house and it looked really good. I must have done it not last Saturday, the Saturday before. It looked really good and it was growing quite well and then all of a sudden it just collapsed. This tends to happen because the, they, they really just need warmer temperatures. Even though that glass house is getting quite warm during the day, because it's not heated, it gets quite cold at night and cucumbers just don't deal with those big fluctuations in temperatures very well. My courgette's growing like topsy and my tomatoes are fine as well. It was just that cucumber really just needs that little bit of extra warmth. So I don't think I'm going to plant another one, even in the glasshouse, until probably the second week of October. I just think it's cruelty to cucumbers otherwise. <laughs> and also it's a waste of money, let's face it. We have had a little bit of rain, which is great, although not really enough. I, I got quite excited because it was going to rain on Sunday evening. Well, I waited and I waited. Finally, by the time I went to bed, around 10 o'clock, it was a little bit of drizzle. When I looked this morning, we had half a mil. Really? Why did it, why did it even bother? <laughs> but I guess it's better than nothing, let's face it. And I think there is some more rain predicted for this week. I'm probably going to start talking about rain quite a lot in the next few shows because you know what I'm like. I love it. With the temperatures going heading up towards the upper teens, you will find that your outdoor soil temperatures will start to rise just a little bit. This is great news because it won't be long before you will be able to plant those gorgeous summer crops outside. I still tend to err on the side of caution unless I've got a really, really super sheltered spot I won't plant my tomatoes or even my courgettes out in the open garden and probably until round labour weekend, just to be on the safe side, because by then the soil temperatures definitely will have warmed up. Thinking about my cucumber in the glasshouse, I think part of the problem too is because, you know, you water them, 
During the day, it's nice and warm in there and the soil sort of on the top warms up, but the soil underneath really doesn't. And that is where the plant needs to have warm soil to really get those roots growing strongly. Getting on to zinnias. Over the past couple of years, I've become completely and utterly, well even more so, besotted with flowers. More than ever, I just adore them, especially regrowing them for cutting for the house. I always try to have just a few flowers in there. It doesn't matter if it's just a single vase, you know, a tiny vase with one flower in it. I do try to have flowers from my garden in, in the house all year round. Sometimes it might even just be a little bunch of daisies from the lawn. I think I've mentioned it before, but daisies, lawn daisies, have the most beautiful fragrance. It's a very light, almost slightly vanilla scent. It's really, really lovely. And I've got some gorgeous little vases. This is something else that I'd like to talk about too, is vases, but I'll get onto that in a minute. More and more flower farms are popping up nationwide, and they're not necessarily on a grand scale. Some of my customers who buy my seeds from my website are only doing it on a small scale, maybe just to sell flowers at their gate, or um, maybe to sell it at a local market, something like that. But it's just so lovely. So many people are so passionate about flowers. And let's face it, flowers give us so much pleasure. You know what it's like when you hand a bunch of flowers to someone? Do they frown? No, they always smile. So, I don't know, flowers are just a, a, a way of just giving a little bit of joy, really. And I know that when I look at mine in the garden, they make me smile. They just do. This year I planted some ranunculus, and I'm not really good at growing ranunculus. They just don't seem to do well for me. One of our dear friends has the most gorgeous display of these robust, you know, great big robust plants with all these stems of ranunculus and you just end up with this glorious show of all these different colours. And at this time of the year it's lovely to have bright colours in the garden. And mine, well, I actually grew them from punnets, punished ones because they were really healthy plants. I thought, right, well I'm no good at doing it from the ranunculus bulbs, well, so I'll try doing it from the plants. And I put them in and they look really good. I put plenty of goodness into the soil, as you know I would. And they looked really good for a while. And then all of a sudden they just started to look a little bit weedy and sort of not very happy. But I have got flowers on them and the flowers are gorgeous. I just don't have a great big mound of ranunculus. So I'm going to try again next year, maybe in a slightly different spot. Erin at Floret Flower... Now, this is really hard to say. Erin at Floret Flower Farm, try saying that fast. She's in Washington State in the USA. She really is a major inspiration for so many gardeners and particularly flower growers. If you're starting up a small flower farm, she is the one to follow on Facebook. Or you, you, if you don't follow Facebook, you can look it up at www.floretflowerfarm. That's F-L-O-R-E-T, flower farm, one word. And I think it's just .com. And that is just so inspiring. She has so many videos and she just loves flowers. And she's actually breeding flowers, particularly zinnias, which is really lovely. She has lots, lots of videos about flower arranging too. It's not really my strong point, I have to say. I'm good at growing flowers generally, but my mum and my sister, my mum was absolutely wonderful at it. She used to do church flowers when I was young and she just always did the most beautiful flower arrangements for her house as well. She just had a natural skill, even though she couldn't stand gardening. She was fantastic at flower arranging. And my sister's really good at it too. I'm, no matter how hard I try, I sort of put them in the vase, 
It's like, oh, no, move them around. Oh, no. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Mine definitely tend to be slightly more natural arrangements, probably in the, the worst case of the word, natural. <laughs> Last season, I grew zinnia from seed and was absolutely gobsmacked by their performance. It's one of the best flowers to grow in summer for cutting, along with cosmos. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. It's also on Saturdays at the moment, when while we're at level two. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on gorgeous summer flowering zinnias and growing other flowers for cutting in your home garden. At the Nelson Farmers Market, Tasty has returned with new season asparagus and carrots and a new pizza stall has started, which is a welcome addition to the lunchtime selection. As always, there is a fantastic selection of artisan food, so please pop on down and see what's fresh this week. Last, must have been November, I think, I tossed some seed onto a very neglected corner of our driveway, this is zinnia seed, and watered them and then basically forgot all about them. I popped out occasionally just to see if they'd germinated, and boy, had they ever... And they literally flowered for months. I think they were still in flower in March. And occasionally, because we got quite hot weather, they would just dry, you know, start to wilt. And that was the only time I watered them. I probably watered them twice in all those months. And they just flowered their heads off. And the other lovely thing about zinnias is that they tend to come in bright colours. You can get softer colours too. But the, the most common ones are the bright colours, and they're unusual colours. Things like tangerine orange, lime, scarlet, deep rose, pay on a beautiful sort of lipstick pink, and a really rich, rich fuchsia pink, white, and lemon, yellow, and they're just gorgeous. And what's amazing about them too, you can tell how much I love them, can't you, is quite often the flowers open flat, and so they'll just be like this flat zinnia daisy type flower, it's not really like a daisy. I can't really describe zinnia flowers, to be honest. They're, they're just amazing. And as the flowers age, which takes a long time, they gradually turn into like these, these puff balls almost. They sort of develop a frill um, from the top down and almost like a ball shape. They're just, they're just amazing. And quite often you, as they age, you get different hues coming into them. I had a lovely coral one. No, sorry, I had a pink one. And it was a medium pink, and as it aged, it went coral around the edges and, and underneath. It was just amazing. And the other lovely thing, too, is that they have a very long vase life. If you pick them when they're just opened, they will last almost up to two weeks, if not longer, in a vase. And you can also let them dry. You can dry these gorgeous flowers, too. I tend to just cut the flower heads off and lie them flat on paper towels inside my hot water cupboard. And they dry beautifully, and they hold their colour magnificently. They're just, they're just quite incredible creatures. Unfortunately, in garden centres, there tends to be a limited selection. You tend to get, the, they usually have one, just trying to think of the name of it. Uh, it's a double-barrelled name. Uh, hundreds of thousands, that's it. That's one, and that, they tend to be quite small flowers. Really, none of the varieties available in garden centres have the larger flowers. And the lovely thing about zinnia is the larger the flowers get, just the more magnificent they look. They're just, I'm not going to say incredible again. They're native to southwestern USA, Mexico and Central America. So the one thing that I decided I was going to do, because there aren't that many, many varieties available commercially, 
I, I thought, right, well, on my website, I'm going to offer seeds of some of the more unusual types and the ones that are really worth growing. There's one variety called Pumila, P-U-M-I-L-A. And this is a fantastic performer. I grow about eight punnets for a customer every year and she absolutely adores them. They're quite well branched plants, so you don't just get one stem, you get more than one stem on a, on a plant. In fact, you do with, with all zinnias. And they flower for a long time, as, as I've already said, sorry, I'm repeating myself. And the other lovely thing about this variety is it doesn't get too tall. It's probably about 60 centimetres high. So that's really good, particularly if you're an exposed site. The tall ones are still really robust, but maybe not so much if you get gale force winds. So in that case, something like, like the Permula variety would be well worth growing. The other lovely ones, there's an Oklahoma mix, which is a gorgeous mix of medium-sized flowers and all in, in a total array of stunning colours. But my favourites have to be the Benares Giant. I haven't grown these yet. I'm going to do them this year. But I have lots of customers who, ordered, who have ordered them from me. They grow to one metre or just below. They're very sturdy and their flowers are 11 centimetres across. That is a decent-sized bloom. I can't wait to grow them. And I've got them available in a mixture, a mixture of colours. I've also got lime, pink, lilac, coral, scarlet, and a few more other colours coming. They're just very strong, and mine, as I mentioned, did, did flower from November through to March with almost no maintenance. They love sun and well-drained soil, and they will also tolerate drought and windy sites. That's the smaller, smaller growing varieties. The other lovely thing, I know what I wanted to say, is, is when the flowers age, they almost turn into tutu skirts. That's what they remind me of, because they just get that look of a tutu, but in a round shape. It's really cool. They do very well in containers. The best thing to do is to put them into a fairly large container and use really good potting mix. Something like Dalton's Premium is really good. And I, I do supply the seeds through my website. I'm also very happy to grow some punnets of plants for you. And if you're local, you can pick them up, or I also ship them around the country. So go to www.heirloomplantnursery, that's H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M plantnursery.co.nz, or you can email me through freshfm.net. To find them on my website, go to buy online and look down for seeds and click on seeds, and you'll find them right at the bottom of my seed selection. Other flowers that are great to grow in the home garden for cutting are dahlias. Dahlias are really in vogue at the moment and they're brilliant because they flower for months and if you deadhead them, they just keep on going right until the first frost. Sweet peas are great and the secret is to pick them. The more you pick sweet peas, the more flowers you will get. Salvia, cornflowers, antirrhinum, especially the madam butterfly variety and lots more. Bay Landscapes has a huge variety of very healthy summer bedding. We pride ourselves on looking after them. I love working there on Saturdays because I get to just shuffle, shuffle all the bedding plants around and just drool over them, basically. And also, we're, we're the only one in the sorry, Bay Landscapes is the only one in the district that is offering odouring seedlings as well, including box lots of 40 plants. I need to plug these because odouring seedlings are really lovely and they do these fantastic bock lots of 40 plants for a very reasonable price. I hope you have a lovely time in your garden for the next fortnight. Happy gardening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. 
If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.